0: Aesop's Fables 5. The Donkey in the Lion's Skin A donkey found a lion's skin left in the forest by a hunter. He dressed himself in it and had fun rushing out and scaring any animal that passed by. The frightened animals ran off the moment they saw him. The donkey enjoyed seeing the animals running away from him, just as if he were King Lion himself. He could not keep himself from laughing with a loud hee-haw, hee-haw. Now one of the animals that had run away was a fox. When the fox heard the hee-haw, he stopped running. He trotted back to the donkey, walking right up to him and said, If you had kept your mouth shut, you might have frightened me too, but you gave yourself away with that silly bray. A fool may trick you, by how he is dressed, but his words will soon show what he really is. The Bees and the Wasps A rich comb of honey was found in a hollow tree. The wasps said it belonged to them, and the bees said the treasure was theirs. The wasp and the bees began to argue, and their words became angry. It looked like there might be a battle. At last they agreed to let a judge decide the matter, so they brought the case before the Hornet Justice of Peace in that part of the woods. The judge sat before them and listened to the witnesses. Some ants said they had seen winged creatures near the hollow tree. The The creatures hummed loudly, they said. Like us, the bees said. Like us? the wasp said and their bodies were striped yellow and black like bees said the ant but we also look like that said the wasp this did not help the judge hornet decide it seems that the honey could belong to the bees or the wasps he said then a wise old bee spoke up to the judge your honor he said as both the bees and the wasps to build a honeycomb the wasp became quite angry that's unfair they cried judge hornet quickly understood why the wasps were upset they knew they could not build a honeycomb and fill it with honey it is clear said the judge who made the comb and who could not have made it the honey belongs to the bees ability proves itself by deed THE LARK AND HER YOUNG ONES. A lark made her nest in a field of young wheat. As the days passed, the wheat grew tall, and her chicks hatched and grew strong. Then one day, when the ripe golden grain waved in the breeze, the farmer said to his son, "'Come into the field.' "'This wheat is now ready to cut,' said the farmer. "'We must call in our neighbors and friends to help us in the harvest.' The young larks in their nest close by were frightened. They knew they would be in great danger if they did not leave the nest before the cutters came. When the mother lark returned with food for them, they told her what they had heard. Do not fear, children, said the mother lark. If the farmer said he would call in his neighbors and friends to help him do his work, this wheat will not be cut for a while yet. "'A few days later the wheat was so ripe "'that the grain began to fall to the ground "'whenever the wind blew. "'If this wheat is not harvested at once,' said the farmer, "'we will lose half the crop. "'We cannot wait any longer for the help from our friends. "'Tomorrow we must begin the work ourselves.' "'When the young larks told their mother "'what they had heard that day, she said, "'Then we must be off at once.' When a man decides to do his own work and not depend on anyone else, then there will be no more delay. There was much fluttering as the young larks tried their new wings that afternoon. At sunrise the next day, when the farmer and his son cut down the grain, they found an empty nest. Self-help is the best help. The Fisherman and the Little Fish There once was a poor fisherman who lived only on the fish he caught. One day he had bad luck and caught nothing but a little fish. The fisherman was about to put it in his basket when the little fish said, Please let me go, Mr. Fisherman. I am so small. I would make no meal at all for you. When I am bigger, I shall make you a much better meal. But the fisherman quickly put the fish into his basket. How foolish I would be, he said, to throw you back. You may be little, but you are better than nothing at all. A small gain is worth more than a large promise. The Fighting Roosters Once there were two roosters living in the same farmyard. They could not bear the sight of each other. At last, one day, they flew up to fight it out, beak and claw, They fought until one of them was beaten and crawled off to a corner to hide. The winning rooster flew to the top of the hen house. He proudly flapped his wings and crowed with all his might to tell the world about his victory. An eagle heard the loud crowing. He swooped down and carried him off to her nest. The rooster, who had lost the battle, looked up and saw the eagle flying off. And so he came out of his corner and took his place as master of the farmyard. Pride goes before a fall. The Two Pots There were once two pots that stood together near the fireplace. One pot was made of brass, the other was made of clay. One day the brass pot said to the clay pot, We should have an adventure. Let's go out into the world together. But the clay pot said, Oh, dear, no, I am safer here at home in this corner by the fire. I am made of clay. I would take it would take so little to break me. One bump is sure to shatter me. Don't let that keep you at home, said the brass pot. I will take very good care of you. If we happen to meet anything hard, I will step between and save you. So the clay pot at last agreed, and the two pots set out side by side. They waddled along on the three stubby legs they had, first to this side and then to the other, and bumping into each other at every step. The clay pot could not last long with this bumpy friend. They had only gone about ten steps when a bump from the brass pot made the clay pot crack. After just a few more waddling steps, and bump, the clay pots shattered into a hundred pieces. It's usually best if friends are equally matched. The Owl and the Grasshopper The old owl always slept during the day. Then, after sundown, when shadows rose slowly through the woods, out she came from her old hollow tree. Hoo, hoo. hoo she called, ruffling her feathers. Then she began her hunt for bugs, beetles, frogs, and mice she liked to eat. Now this old owl had become very cross and hard to please as she grew older. She did not like anything to wake her while she slept. One warm summer afternoon as the owl dozed away in her old oak tree, a grasshopper nearby began a joyous song, Out popped the owl's head from the tree. "'Who is making that noise? Get away from here,' she said to the grasshopper. "'Have you no manners? You should respect my age and leave me to sleep in quiet.' "'I have a right to this place in the sun,' snapped the grasshopper. "'And I will make music if I want to.' With that, he began to play his song again. The wise old owl knew it would do no good to argue with the grasshopper, so she decided not to speak angry words. Instead, she spoke softly and kindly to him. "'Well, sir,' she said, "'if I must stay awake, I am going to settle down to enjoy your music. Now that I think of it, I have a wonderful honey tea here sent me from a wonderful friend.' Please come up and taste this tea. The foolish grasshopper was flattered by the owl's words. Up he jumped to the owl's den, but as soon as he was near enough, the old owl pounced upon him and ate him up. Beware sweet words that drip with honey. The Kid and the Wolf A little kid was nibbling grass with the rest of the flock whenever he stayed too long in one spot and the flock moved on with the shepherd without him the little kid became afraid he called for his mother but who should hear him but a wolf the wolf jumped out from behind a tree the kid knew there was little hope for him please mr wolf he said i know you're going to kill me i know that After you cruel work, you play a lively tune on your pipe before you eat. No one is a better piper than you. Please, may I hear your tune before you kill me? For I want to dance and be merry as long as I can. The wolf was flattered. He took his pipe and played a merry tune while he was watching his meal dance about merrily. Meanwhile, the shepherd's dogs heard the tune. The wolf pipes before he eats, said one. They raced toward the sound, and in a moment they were upon the wolf. The wolf dropped his pipe and ran away, losing his pipe and his meal. Finish your work before you play. The Turtle and the Duck A turtle looked around at the chipmunks and rabbits. ''How I wish I could scamper about like that,'' he said. He looked up at the birds overhead. ''How I wish I could soar like that,'' he sighed. One day the turtle was grumbling some to the duck. ''Life is not fair. You have wings. I must lug this heavy shell about.'' If I did not have this awful shell, I would be able to see the world. We can help you see the world, said the ducks. Take hold of this stick with your mouth. We will carry you far up in the air to see everywhere. The turtle was happy to try this she clamped down tightly onto the stick the two ducks took hold and away they sailed up towards the clouds a crow flew by who was shocked to see a flying turtle is this the king of turtles he cried why yes i began the turtle but as he opened his mouth to say these foolish words he lost his hold on the stick and down, down, down he fell, hitting the ground with a thud. The only thing that saved him was his awful shell. Be thankful for the gifts you have. The Monkey and the Camel The animals of the forest held a grand party in honor of the King Lion. The monkey was asked to dance. His dancing was very clever indeed, and the king enjoyed his lively steps. The animals cheered and praised the monkey, and this made the camel jealous. He was sure that he could dance as well as the monkey, if not better. He pushed his way forward, rose up on his hind legs, and began to dance. But the big clumsy camel looked foolish as he kicked up in his naughty legs and twisted his long legs. He even stepped on the toes of some of the animals. At last one of his huge feet came within an inch of the king lion's nose. The animals were so disgusted that they sat upon the camel in a rage and drove him out in the desert. Enjoy, don't envy, the talents of others. THE MICE AND THE WEASELS The weasels and the mice were always battling each other. The winners of every battle were the weasels, who carried off some of the mice to have for dinner. The mice, of course, were very upset. They called a meeting and decided that the mouse army needed some leaders. So several mice were made generals. We must wear something that shows we are important, the general said. And so the mice made them hats, with tall feathers. At last they felt v- ready for war and they sent a challenge to the weasels. The weasels were always ready for a fight and they attacked the mice. The poor mice were losing again and they all ran for their mouse holes. But the mouse general could not squeeze through their little doorways because of their tall feathers and the weasels once again dined on mice that day. Leadership often comes with its own set of problems. The Wolf and the Goat. A hungry wolf saw a goat nibbling grass at the top of a steep cliff. I cannot reach her up there, thought the wolf. That is a very dangerous place for you, He called out, pretending to be worried about the goat's safety. What if you should fall? Please listen to me and come down. Here you can get all you want of most tender grass in the country. The goat looked over the edge of the cliff. How very, very concerned you are about me, he said, and how kind of you to offer your grass. But I know you. You're not concerned about what I will eat. You're only concerned about what you want to eat, me. Beware Invitations from the Selfish The Peacock and the Crane A proud peacock met a crane one day. The peacock wanted to impress him, so he spread his gorgeous tail in the sun. Look, he said, what do you have to compare with this? I am dressed in all the glory of the rainbow, while your feathers are as dust and gray. The crane spread his, bro- his broad wings and flew up towards the sun. Follow me if you can, he said, but the peacock stood there. He was among the birds of the barnyard, while the crane soared in freedom far up into the blue sky. When the beautiful is not useful, it has very little value. The Lion and the Bulls A lion saw three bulls feeding in a field. He attacked them several times, but they kept together and drove him off. The lion was no match for three bulls with sharp horns. Then one day the bulls had a quarrel. When the lion came to look at them and licked his chops he found them in separate corners of the field it was now easy for the lion to attack them one at a time for they no longer could fight him together united you stand divided you fall the dogs and the hides four dogs saw some deer hides at the bottom Of a stream where a hunter had put them to soak an excellent meal for us said one dog but how can we reach them let us drink up the stream said another so the four began lapping up the water as fast as they could they drank and drank until they became ill and the water in the stream was as high as ever do not try to do the impossible THE BAT AND THE WEASEL A bat lost his way and flew into the nest of a weasel. The hungry weasel caught him. The bat begged for his life, but the weasel would not listen. "'You are a mouse,' he said. "'I am an enemy of mice. Every mouse I catch, I am going to eat.' "'But I am not a mouse,' cried the bat. "'Look at my wings. Can mice fly?' "'Why, I am only a bird. "'Please let me go.' "'The weasel had to admit that the bat was not a mouse, "'so he let him go. "'But a few days later, the foolish bat went blindly "'into the nest of another weasel. "'This weasel happened to eat birds. "'He soon had the bat under his claws, ready to eat him. "'Ah, a bird,' he said. "'I have my dinner.' What? cried the bat. You think I'm a bird? Why, all birds have feathers. I am nothing but a mouse. Please let me go. The weasel had to admit that the bat was not a bird, so he let him go, and the bat escaped with his life a second time. Turn events to your best advantage. The Fox and the Leopard A fox and a leopard were resting lazily after a good dinner. The leopard groomed his fine-spotted coat. He looked over at the plain coat of the fox and gave a smirk and a small laugh. Now the fox knew he would never look as fine as the leopard, and he very much wanted to be his friend. I can entertain him with my wit and funny stories, he thought. The fox began to tell the leopard some funny stories about his crafty tricks and wily ways. He kept waiting for the leopard to laugh, but the leopard just looked blankly at the fox. He did not understand the meaning of any of the fox's jokes and witty stories. At last the fox decided to leave. "'You have a very smart coat,' he said to the leopard, "'but it's hard to be friends.' with someone with no smarts inside his head. I would rather have a fine friend than a friend with just fine looks. A true friend laughs with you, not at you. The End I really enjoyed this Fables for Children by Aesop, and I'm going to read you a little bit about the man who wrote these fables. About the author. Was Aesop a real person? Historians are not sure. Did a Greek slave really create fables about a tortoise and a bragging hare? Or a fox and some juicy looking grapes that were just out of reach? Or did other writers of long ago make up these fables that carry Aesop's name? According to legend, Aesop was born a slave about 620 BC, either in Greece or Ethiopia in Africa. The name Aesop comes from an ancient Greek word for Ethiop. He was said to be a rather ugly, with rough skin, a hunchback, and a flat nose, a crooked body, and an oddly shaped head. But Aesop had a talent for telling stories that taught valuable lessons. He was known for his clever wit and wisdom, and this earned him his freedom. Aesop loved to teach and travel. He became a special assistant and speaker for Chorysos, the wealthy king of Lydia. He was sent to deliver gold to the ruler of the city of Delphi in Greece. Unfortunately, it was here that Aesop lost his life. According to some stories, the great fabled teller refused to deliver Chorysos' gold because he felt that the people and rulers of Delphi were much too greedy. This made the people very angry and Aesop was put to death. After his death, Aesop's popular fables were passed down from parent to children for hundreds of years, and they were not written down at first, but were eventually recorded in written form. These famous fables have now been translated into many different languages. Children all over the world recognize the name of one of the world's greatest storytellers, Aesop, a man who may have been real or may have lived only in the imaginations of storytellers of long, long ago. Can you believe these stories are that old? I really like them because they make you think hard and he was very good at figuring out the characters of animals. It was It's pretty funny, I liked it. And the next story we're going to read is called The True Story of Annie Oakley. Annie Oakley was born in Ohio and as a little girl they needed food. You couldn't go to the grocery store back then because this was in 1860 and the only way you could get food was to raise it on a farm or you could go out in the forest and shoot your dinner. You could get a rabbit or squirrel or something like that and then make a stew or something. and. Um, she learned at a young age to use her father's rifle to go out and hunt for food so that they could eat but in learning how to shoot so well one day she entered a contest and she won and because of that she became famous and she could do tricks like riding on horses backs while she shot and she also rode bicycles while she shot and she could ride on top of a horse just by standing with her two feet it was crazy the stunts she could do and she was in the show of buffalo bill's wild west show and she performed for the queen victoria of england so this is going to be an exciting story and that's what we're going to read next so join us for that